having a good weekend and hope you're being safe out there following all the protocols that are in place so here this morning we'll be talking about the stricter border controls for travelers as to begin on february the 22nd and we'll also talk about the color codes for reopening and what they mean. The tighter border controls will come into effect on February the 22nd, the Prime Minister of Canada said. And he says it's not to punish travelers, but to try to keep everyone safe. Forcing most who land at airports into a mandatory three-day hotel quarantine at their own expense and requiring multiple COVID-19 tests is meant to help prevent new and more transmissible variants of COVID-19 from entering the country, the Prime Minister said. Nobody wants a third wave. We're not trying to punish people. We're trying to keep people safe, the Prime Minister of Canada said. And keeping Canadians safe from the, from the virus is discouraging on all non-essential travel and ensuring that if people do have to travel, they're doing the things that we can be certain are going to prevent the virus from spreading further in Canada, and particularly given the new variant. But with the new variants of the virus sweeping the globe and Canadians ignoring pleas to stay, the pleas to stay home and traveling south for the winter, pressure has been building for the government to do more to stop the numbers from climbing. The government of Canada has announced the plan for the new border controls last month, but more details on how they will work and when they will begin 
will be laid out Friday, which we will get into that discussion. Incoming travelers will need to test upon arrival and another one towards the end of their quarantine, while those arriving by air will have to wait out the first part of the period in a hotel until the first test comes back. Most of the new measures won't come into effect for another 10 days, and details are still missing on certain pieces, like who will be exempt or how long the new rules will last. With some public health officials warning more contagious variants of the virus are beginning to proliferate, Public Safety Minister Bill Blair defended the time it has to taken to roll out the measures and the fact they won't be implemented for several more days. So just as a reminder to travelers coming into this country, into Canada. He says that the government wants to give Canadians abroad time to make arrangements and make sure that officials in charge of enforcement of what they need as well. So anybody or any Canadians who are abroad right now, you would need to start coming back before these measures are put in place because it's going to get real expensive for you because you chose to do a non-essential travel. He goes on to say, I think people are getting the message and it's not just the message that there will be consequences and challenges that they may face and even greater costs as a result of the non-essential discretionary travel. But I think the message is becoming quite clear that now is not the time. You know, we had to put in these measures because, you know, people were just simply ignoring them. Government officials as well, top CEOs of companies, top CEOs of hospitals, just simply ignoring the non-advisory travels. And now these new measures have to come in place. As part of the new border controls, major Canadian airlines have also canceled flights to, to uh, most popular winter holiday destinations. Some had speculated travelers would seek an, an end run by driving to the United States, flying south, and then driving back into Canada afterwards. But officials said Friday a new requirement that those arriving at the land border must have a negative COVID-19 test taken in the United States within 72 hours of their arrival is, des is destined to be, to be blunt that option. Now, even right now, if you're flying back into Canada, you have to have that COVID-19 test done 72 hours prior to your flight. And it must be negative. Now, 
We're going to get into what those rules are going to be and how much this is going to cost you. Here is a breakdown of Canada's isolation sites as details are revealed on hotel requirements. As concerns about internationally identified COVID-19 variants get closer to home, public health authorities are asking and increasingly ordering people to isolate safely away from others in their households. Here are some of the examples of how, how, of how hotels and quarantine facilities are being used to keep the virus from spreading through our communities. As for the federal government rolls out new restrictions to prevent contagious mutations of the COVID-19 virus from crossing the border, more travelers are set to be sent to hotels and other facilities to serve at least part of their mandatory 14-day quarantine. Under the new rules, which will take effect on February 22nd, returning travelers will have to take a COVID-19 test at the airport at their own expense. They're then required to spend the first three days of their quarantine at a supervised hotel while waiting their results and foot the bill for their stay and expect it to cost the upwards of $2,000. Hotel bookings and information will be available online as of February the 18th. Those with negative results can serve the remainder of their two week quarantine at home, while those with positive tests will be sent to a government designated facilities. Those arriving via the land border will also be required to take a COVID-19 test on arrival and then another COVID-19 test at the end of their quarantine. Land border arrivals do not have to stay in a hotel as part of their mandatory two-week quarantine. I think they should have to. There'd be no exemption of that, whether you're coming here on an airplane or you're going to cross the border. Earlier this week, the federal government outlined some of the application requirements for privately owned hotels looking to be part of the three night stay program. The hotels must be within 10 kilometers of one of the four international airports currently accepting flights from abroad in Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto, and Montreal. Hotels will be responsible for providing three nights of lodging in keeping with public health requirements that include safety, safely shuttling guests to their accommodations, offering contact, contactless meals delivered to the rooms. They'll have access to phones and the internet, and reporting traveler information to authorities such as check-ins and check-outs. So it'd be like the Hotel California. You can check in, but you can't leave. 
Safety protocols include measures to monitor movement within the hotel and ensure compliance with isolation requirements. Travelers must be sequestered from regular clients and the hotel must have, have process to allow essential and short outside time such as smoke breaks. The federally designated facilities for travelers in quarantine. Since the outbreak took hold in Canada, Ottawa has been putting up travelers in hotels and other lodging sites as a last resort for those without a suitable place to self-isolate. Now, as of last Thursday, all international passenger flights must land at one of the four airports, Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, or Montreal. Now, the government designates to cancel quarantine sites as needed but declined to disclose their locations to protect the privacy and safety of travelers. And then the isolation sites for Northern travelers, people who live in the Northwest Territories, Nunavut. Two of the Northern Territories have long required travelers to make a public health, health pit stop before entry. To fly back to Nunavut, residents must first spend two weeks at a health isolation site in Ottawa, Winnipeg, Edmonton, or Yellowknife before they can be cleared to return to their home community. The territory covers costs such as hotels, rooms, meals, and internet access, but travelers are responsible for any additional flight expenses. Travelers headed to the Northwest Territories must self-isolate in one of the four communities, Yellowknife, Univic, A River, or Fort Smith. Those who don't have a place to quarantine are sent to isolation centers. The last month, the territory said it would no longer pay to put up residents traveling from recreational reasons. Non-residents still have to cover their own accommodations. Voluntary isolation sites. A growing number of jurisdictions are setting up voluntary COVID-19 isolation sites to help people recover from the virus without putting other members of their household at risk. Public health officials said many Canadians can't safely self-isolate at home because of crowded housing conditions, contributing to the disproportionate spread of infections in low-income neighborhoods. The centers offer people a free, safe place to self-isolate as well as other services such as meal security, transportation, income support, and links to health care.
The federal government has committed roughly $29 million to support municipality-run isolation sites in Toronto, Ottawa, and the regions of Peel and Waterloo. The Ontario government is also spending $42 million to create and expand centres and locations across the province, adding up to 1,525 more beds in incoming weeks. Now, the isolation hotel incentives in Alberta, people who need to self-isolate because of COVID-19 concerns cannot only stay in a hotel room free of charge, but may qualify for a $625 relief payment upon checkout. Earlier this week, the province expanded a temporary financial aid program intended to incentivize to incentive Albertans to self-isolate in a hotel if they can't safely do so at home. Since December, residents of hard-hit neighborhoods in Edmonton and Calgary have been eligible for a 625 government payment at the end of their stay. Now, the aid is open to all people in Alberta who have been referred by provincial health authorities. So these rules are not tough enough. The government can make it a whole lot tougher. It is so imperative that we stay put. Non-essential travel is unnecessary. Now, I did mention yesterday when I was out here, we'll talk about what the color codes for the reopening of the economy means. Just bringing it up here, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go, a little bit slow, but it's coming. Here's a quick guide what the COVID-19 color-coded framework means for our regions here across Ontario. Now with the Ontario COVID-19 state of emergency expiring this Tuesday, the province will transition back to the color-coded reopening plan that eases restrictions based on the COVID-19 case counts in respective regions starting on Wednesday. The system has now been modified to allow some degree of in-person shopping at non-essential stores at all levels, including the gray lockdown level. Almost all public health units will enter into the framework on February the 16th, which is Tuesday, as the stay-at-home order expires for them while the COVID-19 hotspots 
Toronto Peel in New York regions, along with North Bay, Ferry Sound will be the last to re-enter the framework about a week later on February the 22nd. So the, so the green color zones for opening and those who are in the green color, passive screening, example, signs asking patrons not to enter if they have had COVID-19 symptoms. As for all the stores. Organized events at private residence, backyards, parks, etc. 10 people indoors, 25 people outdoors, not at the same time. Organized events, staff businesses, facilities, 50 people indoors, 100 people outdoors. Restaurants and bars, two meters between. Uh, tables, passive screening. What I mean about passive screening is that when you go in, they can still ask you for your phone number and your name. Personal care, same thing, passive screening. Gyms and recs, 50 people indoors, 100 people outdoors, passive screening. That is for all the green zones. When we get into the yellow, restrict or yellow control for all stores, passive screening. Organized events at, at private residence in the yellow, same as the green, 10 people indoors, 25 people outdoors, same as organized events. Uh, the yellow is the same as the green, 50 people indoors, 100 people outdoors. When it comes to restaurants and bars in the yellow, control two meters between tables maximum parties of six passive screening guest contact information required must be closed at 12 a.m to 5 a.m when it comes to personal care such as you're getting your nails done your hair cut passive screening guest contact information is required gyms and recreations in the yellow 50 people indoors maximum 10 people in any single fitness class 100 people outdoors passive screening if places are moving into the orange starting on tuesday with the stores Screening is required. Organized events, again, at private residence, backyards, parks, etc. 10 people indoors, 25 people outdoors. Organized events um, in staff businesses, facilities, 50 people indoors, 100 people outdoors. In the orange, when it comes to the restaurants and bars, two meters between tables, 50 guests indoors, maximum parties of four 
outdoor dining is allowed, screening and contact information required must be closed from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Personal care, that's getting your hair cut or your nails done. Guests must be screened. Services uh, requiring mask removal prohibited. 50 people indoors in gyms and recs, exercise equipment, 100 people outdoors. Screening is required. Now, the red zone is what London, Ontario, and other regions. County Middlesex, Elgin counties. We're opening up in the red zone. So when it comes to our all of our stores that were all that were closed that were non-essential. Essential stores, supermarkets, etc., 75% capacity. Other retailers, liquor stores, etc. 50% capacity, stores must post capacity limit and passive screening. For organized events at private residence, five people indoors, 25 people outdoor. Not at the same time. Organized events, in staff businesses, facilities, five people indoors, 25 people outdoor. Restaurants and bars in the red zone, two meters between tables, 10 guests indoors, outdoor dining allowed. Well, it's February. I'm not going to be outdoor dining. Maximum parties of, of four, screening and contact information required must be closed from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Guests must be screened for personal care like your haircuts. In the red zone, gyms and recs, 10 people indoors, three meters distance in the areas of exercise equipment, 25 people outdoors, screening is required. Now for the for the places around Ontario that are, are uh, going to be opening in the gray zone when it comes to the stores, essential stores, supermarkets, etc., 50 cent 50 percent capacity. Other retailers, liquor stores, etc., 25 percent capacity. Stores must post capacity limit and passive screening. When it comes to organized events at private homes, backyards, parks, et cetera, in the gray area, no indoor events, single households compare with one other, 10 people outdoors. No indoor events, single households compare with another 10 people indoors restaurants and bars indoor and outdoor eating is prohibited personal care closed 
gyms and recs, closed with exceptions to high performance athletes, child care, etc., outdoor rec opens with restrictions. So these color coded are for different areas where we are going to be allowed to open and how it is going to affect businesses and patrons, households, and outdoor gatherings. Here in the city of London where I reside, we are opening in the red and that will last for two weeks depending on our numbers and how that will play in whether they move us to orange. And I think it's best that we work backwards and not try to get too far ahead of ourselves and give this a chance to work so our small business folks can stay open. We don't want a third wave, and, and they're potentially talking about a third wave. Moving these, moving uh, communities into these uh, color-coded zones. Um, you know, there's a, there, there is a, a region that is very lucky right now to be um, in the green prevent. And that's the area of Leeds, Greenville, and Lanark District Health Unit. Hastings, Prince Edward Public Health, Kingston Frontenac, and Lennox, and Addington Public Health, and Renfrew County and District Health Units. They get to open up in the green prevent. So it works as the gray lockdown, red control, Orange restrict, yellow protect, and green prevent. I know it's been tough, ladies and gentlemen, on everybody. From small businesses to communities, to our livelihoods, Our own mental health, it all has been affected. Loss of life. We need to be more vigilant. And even with the, with the provinces opening up, we really need to take care of one another. We need to stop with the nonsense. and try to move forward. And with the vaccines rolling out, we will all get our opportunity to be vaccinated. But I thank you for taking the time of joining me to, uh, today. I hope everybody has uh, a rest of your Sunday is great. 
happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Let's get those thank yous out, ladies and gentlemen, to all of our essential workers. Thank you to our governments, our healthcare officials, for trying to make this possible, to our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics, our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Tucker Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me. Take care, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. The Monday Morning Show, Coffee with You. Take care. <laughs>